A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. You can support the podcast through Patreon which I have linked on my website www.arlandsbirthstories.ie. As part of the Plug Your Passion campaign which I created I wanted to share a business called Birth Baby and Beyond which is owned by Kitty I'm a huge fan of what Kitty does. She shares so much information to uh, women online on Instagram, but also through her business. She's so supportive and she has also been a support to me. Kitty has kindly offered a 20% discount off her hypnobirthing class, along with a 10% discount off her lactation consultancy, specifically for the Ireland's Birth Stories listeners. Simply mention where you heard this discount and she will look after you. I'll link all of her details, so her her Instagram page and her website on the show notes and also on my website. In this week's episode, I chat to the gorgeous Lucianne, who talks me through all the lovely details of her two pregnancies and births. Lucianne decided to avail of the domino scheme with her first pregnancy. She has nothing but positive things to say about that service and really had uh, a gorgeous birth, which was slightly shocking towards the end, but I'll let her tell you all those details. And she then talks me through her second pregnancy and birth. So Lucianne and her husband Chris decided to have a home birth with their second daughter. So she talks us through all those details and she had a really, really lovely experience. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Luciane, you're very welcome to the podcast. If you want to just start by giving us a little introduction about you and your family. Oh, thank you, Cora, for having me. Um, feeling very privileged to be a part of this. Um, so I'm Luciane Hughes. Um, I am mum to two girls. I have Daisy who will be four in November and Poppy who is 14 months today actually um so yeah and then I've got my husband Chris um who is my partner in crime and has basically you know he's kind of he's so involved and has been so involved in both my births and everything so it's you know we're a proper team um so I'm also I've just kind of started the kids are now at an age where they're both in creche um, and I'm kicking off my career as a postpartum doula. So it's all very exciting. Yeah. So what made you decide to go down that career path? Um, so when I was, after I was, after I had Daisy, I felt like there was something, 
something ignited in me. Um, this passion for all things labor, pregnancy, postpartum. And I had done a course in um, nutrition and lifestyle coaching, um, which really I, I was really into and I absolutely still love and I'm quite passionate about. But I never felt even doing it that that was my thing. So I was kind of thinking along those lines. And then I heard about postpartum doulas. I can't even remember where I heard it, but I remember hearing it and going, that's it. That's my thing. That's what I need to be. I need to do it now. So I signed up for the course um, while I was pregnant on my second. Um, and I did it there May two years ago um, or a year and a half ago. And yeah, I mean, it just made sense. Like everything clicked, you know, it was all like, this is, this is definitely what I need to be doing. Um, helping women in that postpartum period. Let's talk about your first pregnancy. Was it planned? Yes, it was. Um, yeah. So Daisy, uh, well, we didn't know it was going to be Daisy, but we, um, we got married in the September and then kind of decided we'd wait until the December of that year, it was 2015 to go on our honeymoon so we went on our honeymoon in the December and we kind of just from then went do you know what we're just you know we're just gonna not use protection we're gonna just go for it um, and see what happens um and so when you know when we didn't get pregnant the first time I remember that both of us being a bit like oh you know kind of expecting it to just happen straight away um and when it didn't you, you kind of get that sinking feeling or whatever and then um, the next time, yeah, I, I got pregnant. So like we were exceptionally lucky, like exceptionally lucky. And I know that. Um, and, you know, from the time that I got the positive pregnancy test, we both were like, we just couldn't believe it. And, and you know, we really understood how lucky we were. Um, so, yeah. So, well, I mean, I had a great pregnancy. I didn't have any major symptoms I'd, I'd kind of serious kind of um fatigue um so it just meant that I napped a lot during the time during the day um <laughs> when it's a luxury when you put in your I know oh my goodness Cora I say it to so many people now I'm like please take advantage of those naps like please um because it's it's really only your first baby that you get that or first pregnancy I should say um but yeah so so it was very straightforward um what we did was we kind of went to the our GP, you know, after we peed on a stick twice. I say we after I did. Um, we went to the GP and he was very kind of like, well, I mean, I don't need to tell you anything else. Tests are very, you know, um, pretty sure, you know, it's pretty sure that you're pregnant. Um, so he said, all I need to do is kind of give you your options. So I was very lucky because my GP gave me all of the options. Like he literally said to me, okay, so you can go private with a consultant. Um, you can go semi-private, you can go public, or you can go like domino scheme, um, the, the community midwives, wherever you want to have your baby. So I was like, what's that? Hadn't heard of it. Um, he started telling me about it. Um, you know, that the whole idea is a pain relief free labor and, um, they want you to be as active as possible and everything. So I straight away was like, that's the one I want. Um, so I called them straight away and got myself booked on. Um, and so that's how we went with the first pregnancy and we kind of did, it was combined care with the GP for anyone who hasn't, okay. doesn't know about it. Um, and 
I absolutely loved it. You know, I kind of like, I just, it, to me, it made sense. Um, I started reading Ina Mae Gaskin's Guide to Childbirth. Um, and I just, you know, for me, I could just picture everything in my head. Like I was already picturing it from very early on. Um, and then we had our scan at 11 weeks. Um, and that was the first scan. And then, yeah, like from then on, it was it was fairly straightforward. Like there wasn't any kind of difficulties with the pregnancy or anything like that. Um, did you do any antenatal classes so apart from the one that they advise you to go to? But did you do any hypnobirthing or a gentle birth or anything like that? So we did actually do uh, an active birth workshop with Lou Horgan. Lou is an amazing yoga instructor in Dublin. She, um, you know, specializes in prenatal, postnatal women's health. She is just a fountain of knowledge. Um, and I kind of found her when I was searching for active birth workshops. Um, she was one of the first people I found. And when I looked at her website and everything, I just absolutely loved her. And I, someone had also recommended her. Um, so we booked into the workshop. It was done on a Saturday morning, I think, um, for a couple of hours. And well, it was a full morning, actually, I think. Um, and it was just incredible. It was so informative, um, so empowering. Um, like I felt like I had I had known a lot of the stuff that she was covering, but it was just lovely to hear it there. Um, and also for Chris to hear. Um, while I kind of had been reading some of the you know, stuff that I had read to him. I think it was really good for him to have a focused few hours where it was all about kind of labor and stuff. And he felt like before that workshop, he didn't really know what his role was in labor. Like he felt okay. like he might be a bit nervous, you know, seeing me in that pain in inverted commas and not being able to fix me or not being able to get me out of that pain. Um, whereas when he left the workshop and this was kind of his own words, he was like, I now know that you're not broken and I don't need to fix you, but I can be there and I can make it easier for you in however is suitable at that time. Like I know that at times you may not even want me near you. At times you will. At times you'll need me to just come with a glass of water, with a straw to you um, or with some food or, you know, all those things. And he just really got it. Um, so it was just, as I said, so empowering. It was invaluable to our labor. You know, she went through lots of different activities and, um, stuff that we can or like ways we could stay active during the labor and that was incredible because for Chris like he was the one who kept me moving um for our first labor with Daisy and and it was amazing like he was just so good um at changing position for me and and all of that and getting me and thinking outside the box in, in terms of what we could do um so that was amazing and I what I did was I did yoga prenatal yoga and a prenatal aqua class um, which was amazing. It was Eureka Hydrotherapy and Aileen is amazing. She has classes all over. Um, not sure actually at the moment if they're happening or not, but um, they were absolutely amazing. So they're for pregnancy and um, I did those and I stayed really active and I kind of, um, yeah, I didn't ever kind of do the hypnobirthing or the gentle birth route, but I kind of did it myself, if you know what I mean and so I yeah and just like I said stayed really active like I, I kind of walked as much as I could 
Um, I was really active before I got pregnant. Like I had to give up playing hockey um, to kind of try and get pregnant um, because it was such high impact. Um, you know, my periods had kind of been all over the place um, because at the time my BMI was quite low. And so they kind of suggested that I, I stop any kind of high impact sports to better my chances of getting pregnant, basically. So that was really tough for me. Um, and I kind of said to my husband, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to mourn this. I'm going to have to mourn it. We had just gotten into division one hockey and I was like, oh God, should I play? And then I was like, no, look, this is much more important. Um, so yes. So having to kind of slow down a bit, I guess, was hard for me. Um, but again, the reward was just, I knew the reward was going to be so worth it that that's kind of what kept me going. So I just stayed. And had you had that conversation with your GP beforehand about um, your fertility? So about getting pregnant, you'd had that prior to you started Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, because my, as I said, my periods were kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. You know, they were very irregular and I kind of was like, okay, well, I know we definitely want to get pregnant. So what can I do now to kind of help me? Um, I hadn't been on the pill for years and years and years. So I kind of, I was glad in that sense that I didn't have to kind of mm. anything and get my hormones regulated that way. Um, but I definitely knew that I wanted to get pregnant and, um, you know, at the time I was 38, I think 37, um, 37. So I knew I was coming into the, like in inverted commas, geriatric pregnancy. Um, so I kind of just wanted to do everything that I could to make it as easy as possible for my body to kind of react to that. Um, so, yeah, so it was good to be active. And just to like, I'm, I'm just out curious, just when you did slow down, say prior to falling pregnant, mm -hmm. did your periods regulate? Um, they definitely got a bit more regular. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They did. And, and I was kind of able to read it a bit better. Um, I had never like, I, I'm sure I don't think anyone going through that. Well, some people do going through their lives kind of know their bodies that well, but I, I really didn't like my periods would come and go. Like there was very little change to me. They last, they were very light. They last maybe two, three days. Um, and there was no, because they weren't even that regular, there was no kind of knowing when it was coming or not. Now I can yeah. when I'm ovulating, I tell you, you know what I mean? Like it's so mm. different. Um, and they're so regular now after having my kids. Um, but it's definitely something, you know, for anyone out there who is thinking even, you know, in four or five years time that they might want to get pregnant to think of those things like high impact sports and stuff like that. Um, yeah. do quite an effect on the body. So then in your last few weeks of pregnancy, how did you feel? Did you continue to feel as well? I did. Yeah, I actually did. Um, I like, like I said, I stayed as active as I could. Um, you know, I was out walking all the time. I was doing yoga. I did yoga like the night before I gave birth and, um, mm -hmm. I kind of, yeah, I just, I got really into, I mean, I read that book, Ina May's book over and over. I, I you know, watched videos of labors and stuff like that. And I, I just got really into it. And so I went to 40 weeks plus 10 with Daisy. Um, okay. So the plus 10, that that's what I found really hard. Like I remember getting to 40 and being like it being my, you know, 
estimated due date. I'm being like, okay, obviously I'm going to have my baby now, you know, and like, because I felt like I was so green and naive to it all, but like, I genuinely, something mentally in my head was like, okay, you're ready to give birth. But then it didn't happen and you'd wake up and I was like, are you serious? Like, oh my God. So that went on for so long and I literally had something booked for every day. So I had like, you know, reflex on all the things, you know, that everyone says to you, eat pineapple, have sex, uh, do reflexology, do all that. So like literally every day I did one of those things. <laughs> At one stage, I remember doing reflexology. I even did... Um, acupuncture and I hate needles and I was like I don't care I'll just do acupuncture and actually it was really nice um I remember getting to a certain point I think it was 40 plus nine yeah it was actually because I remember just being like do you know what Lucianne nothing is going to make this baby come like it's going to come when it's ready you know and once I kind of said that to myself and I relaxed obviously my whole body relaxed and everything else relaxed and she was born the next day so like yeah, it, it just it was that realization and it was the having a chat with myself and letting go Um, that basically, yeah, once I let go, my whole body kind of let go. Um, and yeah. that it's true. It, it is it, that I'm mean, with my own midwife here. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I could, like Eva was like hanging out of me basically for like yeah. three weeks before she came. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, Anya, like, come on. And we're like, what's going on? She said, you're just holding on. You just need to let go. And within a day or two of her saying that to me, Eva was wow. here. Do you know, it's, it really just is a, a yeah. switch in your mindset. It is totally. And, and I think, um, you know, having done the kind of reading and having, you know, been so into, like I was proper into like reading all about it. And, and definitely I feel like, you know, obviously knowledge is power and it is so is power when it comes to labor. Um, so the more informed you are and the more you believe in your own body and everything like that, it just, it, it adds to your whole experience, you know, and, you know, I know that there's absolutely, there's times when interventions are necessary, you know, and they are a godsend, they're life-saving. Um, so I'm not in any way saying that, you know, that they're not necessary. Um, mm -hmm. but I believed for myself in that time that I was ready to have the baby. Everything was in the right kind of way like she was in the right position and everything had been perfect that way through um and then you know with the domino so I hadn't done like I did some of the, the hospital antenatal classes um but they're the domino scheme ones and they were actually really good um and I remember on the second one that we did Sinead who is um a midwife who kind of she devised the hopscotch the labor hopscotch. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's basically different. I mean, I, I won't kind of go into it, but she explains it obviously the best, um, in the best way. But I remember she was giving the kind of the talk in the antenatal class, and she had talked about this woman who had just give like just given birth, you know, before they came up. And um, she said it was just amazing. She stayed home for as long as possible. And she came in and then she you know dilated and it all happened very quickly and it was just lovely and here's and anyway um I remember thinking to myself that's going to be me I'm going to be that person I'm going to be that girl and for the whole time after that class I pictured that being my labor and it was more or less like um mm -hmm. 
it was just, it was crazy. I think, you know, what you picture and what you envision for yourself can really, really help as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, so yeah, for, for Daisy, then, um, I, I remember we went to bed and they had the domino midwives had always said, you know, um, in that antenatal class, um, you know, if you wake up really early in the morning, like three, four with any kind of twinges, try and just leave your partner asleep um, because you're going to be full of all these wonderful birthing hormones. They're not. So let them kind of sleep for as long as possible if you can. And then when things get a bit like when you feel like you need them there, then wake them up and kind of say, you know, I think this is happening. Um, so that's exactly what happened to me. I felt, I think I remember three or four kind of these twinges going, I think this, this might be something. Um, but I went back to sleep and then at about seven, I woke him up and I was like, I think it's happening. Um, so we called the, the midwives just to kind of say what was going on. They said, that's grand. Look, keep going. You know what you're doing. You know, do your labor hopscotch, change all your movements as much as you can. Um, and then if there's ever a point when you feel like you, you really need us, just please call us. Um, or if you're ever worried, let us know. We do have the midwives who are doing the house calls around that area. So if you feel like you would like one of us to come and see you, just give us a shout and let us know, which was really reassuring mm. because it got to about 11 o'clock. Like my surges kind of came like every five minutes and never got longer than that. So from whatever it was, three or four in the morning up until the time she was born, there was never longer than five minutes and like any of the antenatal classes that you do or anything like the pre the yoga or the swimming or everything is like you know and you go through your contraction and then you have you know 10 or 15 minutes to relax and blah blah, blah. and I was waiting for this like 10 or 15 minutes and I was like that's not happening not happening <laughs> you see you got no break then really no no like it just it was mad, but they were bearable. They were very bearable, like up until about kind of 11 or 12. And then I put the TENS machine on. And I, so I, we were doing things like I found I could only be on the bed for a good bit. And then I, Chris was great. Like he was like, okay, come on, let's go. Let's go walk up and down the stairs. Let's go upstairs and we'll have the, the birthing ball. Let's sit on that for a while. Um, let's go into the kitchen. Let's put on music and do a little dance. Like, you know, amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, having that birth partner there whether it's in the shape of your partner or your if you have a birth doula or whatever is just so essential to us I think um I'm sure you felt the same oh yeah like with Sean yeah but I've had Oliver I was like I didn't know that I wanted him to leave me alone but he stayed away because he sensed that off me but yeah. when we were at home I couldn't have a surge without him I just yeah. needed him so much yeah. so different it's so funny isn't it and you just mm. like it's mad yeah you kind of your body is telling you, but they also can read you so well. And he, you know, he did mm. like just having constant like um, fig rolls was my food of choice, for both labors um, and diorolite or um, sparkling water. Like he literally would just keep coming up to me with a straw and be like, here, have some water here, have some diorolite here, have whatever. Um, so it was just those little things that were so great. Um, and so, yeah, I used the TENS machine for a bit. Uh, or actually for, for, from about 11 o'clock onwards, I used it. Um, and we had called, I kind of 
because they had been so short, like in between, there was only the five minutes or whatever. I think I just got a real like, oh, like I must be really near 10 centimeters now at about 12 o'clock and, um, or 11. And we rang them and they said, oh, we have a midwife in the area. So she'll pop in. So Neve came in at about 12 and she was like, you're definitely in early labor. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not 10 centimeters. Are you joking? <laughs> and she was like, we'll definitely see you tonight. So, you know, just try and let the traffic pass and then come in to us. So I was like, okay, but even that was amazing because it gave me a time frame. You know, I think beforehand it was yeah. that not knowing, you know, you're kind of like, is this it? Am I, what, what's going on? Um, first time around, you kind of just don't really know. And so having that kind of like, okay, okay, I'm going to get to like six o'clock and then we're going to go in. Um, so it then started getting, you know, we kind of got through the day as we had been. Um, and then I think at about three o'clock-ish, um, you know, things were getting, it was getting really intense. And I was kind of like getting that feeling of like, I really need to go to the toilet. And then I'd sit on the toilet and I was getting sick at the same time. Mm. Yeah, just like it, it kind of got like that. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Same thing again. And then I kind of got to the point where I couldn't really talk. Um, so they had always said, you know, put her on the phone to me. You know, whenever we called the, the midwives, they were amazing. They were like, call as many times as you like. We don't mind. We'd rather you call so we know where you're at and all the rest. So uh, we called and Bernie, anyone who has been to the domino scheme, more or less, most people will have met Bernie. I think she's like the mommy of all the midwives. Um, and she's amazing. But she answered and she was like, so yeah, put her on to me. So uh, as soon as I kind of spoke to her, she was like, okay, I think it's time to come in now. So that was kind of like, okay, grand. And Chris had actually set up the car beforehand um, with the birthing ball in it and stuff. But still that trying to leave the house was the hardest thing ever for me like it took me three goes I just felt so like I didn't want to leave and I just felt so kind of nervous about being in the car and what if I gave birth in the car and all of that so that freaked me out and eventually three goes later I got into the car and um it was like rush hour traffic. So Chris was delighted to use the bus lanes. He was hoping he'd get stopped so that some he'd be able to say, my wife's in labor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only time you get away with it. <laughs> and I don't know what I was expecting, Gloria, but he, I, I think I thought he was going to like drop me at the door of Hollis Street and then come and meet me. I don't know why, right? Because I was in the, I was like at the John Wayne walking stage, like, and, um, but he parked up on Stevens Green, still pretty close. And I, was so annoyed with him I was like what are you what I have to walk now like I have to walk like this from here to anyway having contractions the whole way like I just was so annoyed with him and then we got in and we had to register and he was trying to crack funnies with the registrar and she was just having none of it and I was in the corner like crying going I'm gonna get sick I can't Uh, it was just awful anyway Bernie came down then and brought me up to the um to the domino ward and the room their normal kind of room that has a shower and everything in it wasn't ready they were just cleaning it because somebody had had a baby so we went into kind of a an intermittent room um and 
when we went in there, they wanted to try and put the trace on me and stuff. And it just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't lie on my back for the very end of my pregnancy because it made me feel really nauseous. So, and like, I couldn't lie down. So Chris had to kind of hold it on me while they got the heartbeat and they got it and they were happy with it. So they were like, it's fine. Um, and then I, I had my own birthing ball in there was sitting on that at the end of the bed and there was the gas and air was beside me, but they were like, they're not, they're never going to say to you, you know, here, take the gas and air. They just started like, it's just there beside you. Like nudge, nudge, you take it, feel free to take it. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, Grant. And I just wouldn't take it. And I was leaning over the, the bed and I, I had the most surreal feeling because Bernie started doing a meditation with me. They turned down the lights. Chris had brought the playlist, which was like our wedding music. Um, so it was all this like full, like oxytocin flowing, like majorly. They had dimmed the lights. The music was in the background. She was giving this meditation gas and air and it was the first break I'd had and I literally floated onto the bed I was like this is amazing <laughs> and that was my first like breath of like okay I'm okay now Do you know and like it was just oh, it was amazing I still remember it and I still get goosebumps thinking about it because I'm like oh um yeah, then we, we kind of stayed doing that kind of stuff until the room was ready and then we went into room nine, I think it is. Anyway, um, whipped everything off, whipped off my clothes, jumped straight into the shower. Um, and then a new midwife came in, uh, which was Roisin. And she was, so we got into the hospital at about 10 to six. And um, then Roisin took over and I was literally in the shower. Chris held a gas in air for me for whenever I needed it, but they kind of, you know, she kind of just let me do my thing. Um, and I just kind of moved around the shower. They had kind of handles on different, on all sides of the wall. So you could kind of do, um, you know, you could kind of use them whatever way you needed to. I remember hanging from the, um, hanging from the shower door um, to kind of just get through a contraction and kind of that bare down feeling, you know, um, and then anytime I got to, I remember transition because I remember just being like, oh my goodness, my whole body is going to split in two. And Roisin was just that perfect kind of like, you know, don't be ridiculous. Your body was made for this. Of course you can do it. So she was stern, but also gentle, you know? Yeah. Um, the time of kind of you know you're like oh no I can't do this and then you just need somebody to say of course you can you know but also while gently being like you're grand you're great you're doing great it's it's absolutely fine um, so anyway I got through that and then I remember she said to me to squat down which I've been doing a lot of squatting um but she said to me to bring my knees together at the front she was like okay going to be agonizing but do it and see what happens. So I did. And it was agonizing. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to get you to do it one more time. And then I'm going to check you. So I was like, okay. So I did it one more time. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to check you. And I stood out onto the, where the toilet was, which was outside the shower. And she told me to just kind of, you know, hoosh myself up so she could check me. And as she checked, oh, just to mention, 
So I don't think I'd said this. My waters hadn't broken. Okay. Um, so she was sorry. She was asking you to to she had you had your knees together. Oh, sorry. That was, to... Yeah, in the shower I was squatting. So in the shower I was squatting, but I pushed yeah. together at the front. If you know what I mean. Okay. That okay. basically essentially opens your back passage. Okay. Right. So I did that twice, and then she said, "I'm going to check you now." And um, so I got out of the shower, with, and then literally, like beside the shower, was the toilet. And that's where I kind of just used the toilet to push myself up. And she checked me. And basically, <laughs> Daisy came flying out. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like Roisin was in shock. Um, she had said later on that day, she was like, I was expecting us to be here for like another, like until the morning, you know, that was 10 to nine. She was born at 10 to nine. Haven't gotten to the hospital at like six. Um, so it was in the toilet. Yeah. Well, she wasn't in the toilet. Roshi managed her. Yeah. So on the toilet. Yeah. Roshi managed to catch her, thankfully. Um, but yeah, like, so she, I mean, I was totally in shock. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't realize that was going to happen. She, as I said, thought we were going to be there for a lot longer. She was like, first time mom, you know, just came in at six. It's going to be a while. Um, so she was like, I didn't even have my my actual labor kit ready to go. Like, um, anyway, Daisy was stunned when she came out. Um, so she wasn't breathing. So they had to, she had to um, cut the cord straight away. I didn't know any of this, Cora. Like I, she, when, when Daisy was born, Roisin caught her, put her up on my chest, cut the cord, ran in and hit the emergency button totally unaware I had no idea that that happened um it was Chris right there beside you then yeah he was standing right beside me um and we were like oh my god my baby what's going on <laughs> um so I was holding her and then she was like I have to take her from you um for a moment I was like okay I did I thought she was fine I had no idea that she wasn't breathing like when she was born um and then they just like, they shook her and kind of rubbed her and as they do, and she came, you know, she came too. It was literally just like Roshan was like, it was just the speed at which she came, um, mm. you know, it was just all way too quick. Yeah, so it was, and Chris kind of had, uh, he did notice that everyone was in there, but he kind of, I think he knew that I didn't notice. So he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave it. Um, anyway, then they brought her back into me and just put her on me and um she gave me then the injection just to um deliver the placenta um on my birth preferences i had said that i wanted to birth the placenta myself but obviously if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In those situations and also the delayed uh, core clamping. Um, but, and she apologized for both of them. She was like, I'm so sorry that I had to do that. And she explained why. And I was like, listen, in, you know, when you're in that moment, you, I, I fully trusted Roisin from the moment I met her. Mm. And I only met her that evening. Um, but I genuinely believed like I was the only woman whose baby she had ever delivered. Like she made me feel so, there was just such that lovely bond that midwives are so able to do. And they're angels in my eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, I trusted her. I, I trusted everyone. Actually, I met, you know, there was three midwives I met. Bernie, Fiona and Roisin. I remember them very clearly and well to them 100% to be there in the room with me and my husband. Um, and I, I trusted that they had my best interest at heart um, and yeah. they wanted the birth that I wanted for me. Um, so I knew that this is vital. Yeah, exactly. And, and those, those are really important. Like it's very important, I guess, to be able to hand that over, you know what I mean? Um, so like, and and you, like, I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. My baby is here. And she, like, she put her on my belly when I lay down, she first, she got me to do a couple of stretches, um, and then got me to lie down on the, on the bed that was in the room. And then she put, Daisy on me and on my belly and Daisy did the you know the newborn crawl up to the boob oh gorgeous yeah um and because it was so late I couldn't go home straight away 
because there was no pediatrics to kind of give her the check um, and the kind of the okay to go home. So I have to stay in that night. So, but I mean, it was, it was fine. Like they, they brought me up to the ward and stayed with me for, you know, until I felt comfortable. And then Chris was able to stay till about, I think 12. And then he went home. Um, and then he sure he was in it. They were brilliant. Even the next day, like Bernie came up and made sure that the, once the pediatrics were there, that they checked me first. And um, so I think they checked her at like 10 to seven or something or seven o'clock. I'm sure I was home and everything in my own bed by 11. Um, you know, the next morning. So it was lovely. Like I couldn't fault that experience. I just, I had a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, and I recommend the domino scheme all the time now, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, Roisin had said to me, she's like, Luciane, if you have another baby, you really need to consider a home birth. And I was like, do you reckon? God, I don't know. I don't know. And then she was like, no, definitely. You like, absolutely. It's something that you need to do. And I was like, okay. Anyway, we have our first baby. Let's not think about a second. <laughs> Why do you think she said that to you? Uh, well, she said to me, like she said, you're the perfect candidate. She said, you know, like you're, you're active. You've been active the whole way through late or through pregnancy and labor. You're, um, your mindset um and also just the speed at which daisy kind of came <laughs> um yeah so i think they were kind of the main reasons um and yeah i mean it did stick with me it certainly stuck with me um and it was something i guess i hadn't really even thought about on daisy i hadn't considered a home birth on her but then once Roisin said it, 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 it like it stuck in there, you know? Um, and then like with the domino, like coming over, like, I mean, you know, they come for the whole week after the baby is born and it was just so lovely having that. They just made sure everything was okay with breastfeeding and, you know, it, they were so supportive. And even after that, they kind of were like, look, if you've any issues, just give us a call. Um, so yeah, it was, oh, it was just such an incredible experience. I have to say from start to finish. Um, that I'm How were you then the few days um, after having Daisy? How did you feel? I was on a complete high. Like I remember the public health nurse came and she was like looking at me and I told her the story and the two of us were sitting there with, with, um, with Daisy and we were just like, just obviously like the biggest smiles on our faces and, you know, um, so happy with life and she was just looking at us going well first of all you're going to have to change your story because you know no one's going to want to hear such a positive story and I was like oh my god lovely and she was kind of joking but that's kind of the reality like like almost like people don't really want to hear a positive story or you kind of nearly almost need to apologize and say hey yeah. you know eternally grateful you are for it and yes I am 100% but I don't think that people should feel bad for having a positive story you know what I mean you know and like uh, towards the end and she because she was just that she was young and she was kind of like she was just like you two make me mm -hmm. sick like you're just look at you like just so meh <laughs> like um but you know and, and that was all in jest and it was great but there is an element of truth behind the you know change your story because nobody really wants to hear it and um, you know, 
I, I, I'm like you, you know, when we were discussing this, like I, I do feel like positive births and labors need to be put out there as much as possible because it should be the norm. You know, the others should be the ones that are the exception. As you can tell, I get very passionate about it. <laughs> no, it's it's something that I that I would wish and hope for that that every woman could experience, or know. you know, that they have that birth instead of these, or there's some way for them to, I don't know, feel it in another way. If they didn't experience a true birth, it has to yeah. be redeemed some other way. It does. Yeah, it's so you know, powerful. I heard um, I heard this girl on the radio today. Um, she's doing a book on breastfeeding a photography book what stood out for me was she said I didn't have the birth that I wanted however my breastfeeding journey made me feel really empowered and 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 I just was like that's that's what it's all about you know like because like we said earlier like sometimes things happen that don't allow us to have our labor that we want it's something that if you can still come out of it feeling empowered like you were listened to like you were you know your preferences were um you know kind of respected um and if if that can flow into your journey postpartum then you know it can just make for such an experience so I mean look we had always said we'd love two um you know we always always said two is our number you know if we're lucky enough to have them that's what we want and that's what we'll try for um so I'm trying to think when we had wanted around two years between them so we had a wedding in Verona and we were like we'll go to the wedding and then that'll be our last kind of blowout and whatever and uh, we had two three nights away um and that was just amazing and then we were like okay we'll start trying from now on kind of thing um so that was the May trying to think I'm trying to work back to when oh yeah so I got pregnant in October of that year. And we had, I mean, we kind of knew that we were going to do a home birth at that stage. Um, like we, as I said, once Roisin had said it, it was there, it was in my head. And Chris was along for the ride. Like he, he was the pun, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, yeah. <laughs> he was. Uh, any anything <laughs> um yeah yeah have a home birth whatever I don't mind um no but yeah so he was totally up for it and um so but but was apprehensive yeah like don't get me wrong I'm like oh yeah definitely he was like yeah like I'm still really nervous like I'm very nervous at the fact of like you know the what ifs and all of that and I was like I know and and we'll come to all of that with our midwife you know um so once I found out I was pregnant, I started looking at all the home birth options. I signed up with the Domino scheme straight away anyway. Um, but because we had moved to Greystones, our, we were out of the, um, the area that they cover for the Domino scheme home birth. And we were out of, oh no, the HSC would do here as well. And then Private Midwives Ireland. Um, so. I spoke to a couple of HSC midwives and just didn't click. Um, and then I spoke to Liz in Private Midwives Ireland and was like just in love with her. Um, my sister-in-law had had a home birth with Liz 
uh, or sorry, is it Gail? Anyway, um, but I, I knew I knew that Liz was awesome. Um, so I kind of I was chatting to her for ages and like we were on the phone for such a long time and she was just was so giving of her time and so giving of her information and she was just I just felt so safe already so we'd just decided because we knew this was our last baby we were like no we'll just go from like as early on as possible so 24 weeks we had the Liz um so basically all our appointments were um in the house and she'd come and she'd spend like easily two hours and each week I just learned more and more and more and was like blown away or each appointment, I should say, I was just blown away more and more and more. Like I was just like, she's so, she's just like this walking book of information. Um, and, and also just gave us that sense of relief and sense of kind of trust and went through all the scenarios and went through everything with us to kind of say, this is what can happen. And, um but yeah we had the confidence in her um so that was the main thing and I think that was something that Chris kind of loved having as well um you know the confidence in her to kind of just go right you know I I totally trust this woman I know that she has been in pretty much every scenario that could possibly happen um so I have trust in her you know um and it just and did he sit down and ask her questions? Yeah, yeah. Like Chris came to every appointment. Um, so like he's very lucky in that we're very lucky. Like his his job in terms of hours wise is quite flexible. Um, so he was able to come and he just finds it all fascinating as well. But like I, I loved that for me as well, because I kind of like he would ask lots of questions that I wouldn't think to ask. So he kind of um does that and and just having him there you know made it all even better to know just to kind of to know that he wanted to know this information to know that you know in the moment if something happened he would know the information and he would have it at hand and all that kind of stuff um so yeah like it just felt so right it felt so so right and you know I stayed as active as possible with a toddler um you know, like I still did the aqua classes. They do the mountain bray. So I did those and I did a yoga class. No, I did a prenatal Pilates um, as well. Um, Had you picked up hockey again in between? No. Okay. No, I'm toying with it at the moment, but I'm like, no, I don't think so. These joints aren't what they used to be, Cora. Um, <laughs> I'm like an L one. Um but actually Pilates is something that I didn't mention with Daisy. I did prenatal Pilates and postnatal Pilates in this place reform in Black Rock. I'm still with them, like doing Zoom classes. They are amazing. They're so, and, and, and for me, Pilates was definitely something that helped me with my labors 100%. Like I, and look, you know, it's a whole, you know, all your ducks have to be in a row, I suppose. And each body type is so different that it, you have to do with your body type. For me, it was definitely Pilates and um, just feeling that strength and stuff. Um, they were amazing. So I still do classes with them. And I did with Daisy or sorry, with Poppy. I did the I went to the classes in Black Rock, like from here um, because I just love them so much. And the instructor, she's amazing. <laughs> um, 
so yeah I did that I so I did this and I was sea swimming as well um so that I think helped me mentally as well um and I think as well because it was my second and last I was a lot more relaxed about everything do you know I think you have to be you know what it's like you kind of I was never one when I was pregnant to kind of like not eat this, not eat that. I kind of still ate everything that I ate before I got pregnant, you know, um, and I was the same with Poppy. Um, and then, yeah, there was nothing that just the hardest part is having the other child, I think, you know, to look at not getting those. So when you have that pregnancy exhaustion, you're not getting to have those naps that you had and you can't just you know, head off and it's harder than, um, I mean, Chris was great. Like he'd take her off whenever he could. And so I could have a little snooze or whatever at the weekends and that, but, um, I really enjoyed the pregnancy. And then whenever Liz was here, we try and get Daisy to be here as well. Um, so she kind of became familiar with Liz, um, which was lovely. And, you know, our, like, ideally I wanted, I would, would have loved her to be there for the labor. Um, and we had kind of introduced the idea to her. So we got a lovely book, Hello Baby. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, oh, it's lovely. It's so nice. And um, for anyone who is, you know, planning a home birth with a second or third or whatever, it is a lovely book to introduce the idea um, of what's going to happen, um, you know, with, with illustrations and stuff like that. But it's a nice story. Um, so we gave her that and she, oh my God, like she used to go to bed with it and like sleep with the book and everything. And then as it got closer to the time, we kind of started saying it to her and talking about it more and um, watching YouTube videos with her of home births. Um, and it was crazy. Like she'd come down in the morning and she'd say, I want to see the baby being born. Um, and she did that for weeks, weeks and weeks. And then when it came to it, it worked out time-wise that like she wasn't here, um, but it worked out better in the end, you know, um, in terms of with her. So yeah, like I was swimming in the sea the day before uh, I gave birth. And then the next day I woke up, it was, it was very similar to Daisy in that I got twinges. And I woke up in the morning then at like seven-ish and I kind of, Daisy wasn't awake yet. So I went into her and I kind of lay with her, wrapped my arms around her, knowing like this was the last time it was going to be just the three of us and just me and her like that. And um, like I got really emotional and I just bawling, crying, not waking her, but like just being like, this is crazy. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you're going to have we knew it was a baby girl at that stage. Um, we didn't find out with Daisy, we did with Poppy. Uh, so I dropped her to crash and then uh, came home, called this, and the, the contractions were like, they started off kind of like 10 minutes, no, 15 minutes, then 10. And then they kind of, they went down again to like seven mm. and like five very quickly. And I, I kind of told Liz, um, I rang her or I sent her a message and she was like, okay, like, let me know if they get, like, if they stay that way or if they, you know, if there's a kind of a break or anything. And I was like, no, no, they're staying that way. And she's like, okay, I'm meant to be picking someone up, but I'm going to come straight over to you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, 
is it too soon? She's like, I'd rather be there too soon than too late. I mean, initially for the first couple of hours, it was, it, they were like, there was the kind of 10 minutes in between and stuff. Um, and Liz, I think was over about an hour later. And she kind of just had a look at me, checked me, she's like, look, you're grand. Um, it is definitely early labor. So, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. Um, I'm just going to set up my stations and have everything set up. And um, that's how the afternoon kind of went. Like I found that my countertop was where I positioned myself for every contraction and it was random. She had kind of said to me, you know, would you, would you want a sweep? Do you want it? And I was like, no, I'm fine for now. I was like, okay, cool. So my second midwife was Gail. Um, and she's amazing as well. Um, so she kind of let her know that she, that, you know, things were happening today kind of thing. And then Liz was like, look, I'll give you your space and I'm going to go out to the car and I'm going to do some work in the car. And I was like, that's grand to it here. And she's like, no, no, I just, I want to step outside. You guys do your thing, whatever you want to do, like, you know, have a dance, have a sing, like whatever, sit and watch a funny movie, do whatever. Um, so she anyway went out and then she kind of came in and she basically, I mean, obviously it's very obvious now, but on the day I didn't realize this, but she was looking for any obvious changes in me. Um, so there was nothing. So she was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to um, meet Gail and we're going to, you know, have a bite to eat and then come back around. So we did that and she did that. And then Chris and myself, I think had like toasters and I can't remember. I can't even remember what I ate that day. I did eat a lot, but I don't remember. Um, and then, yeah, the contractions were really intense. I remember, but I was getting to a point then Cora, where I was like, I just want things to get going now because at this stage it was probably two or three and I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for it to get going. So uh, I think I was only about seven centimeters at that stage. And then, yeah, she was like, okay, go up and down the stairs, stay active, you know, um, do lunges. And the lunges, for whatever reason, this time around were like, whoa, after every lunge, I get like a whopper of a contraction. It was amazing. It was mad. Um, and then she was like, okay, it's time to fill the pool. Chris had already filled it kind of halfway. And then she was like, it's time to top it up. So um, they topped it up. And I was like, am I okay to get in the pool now? And she was like, absolutely, if you want to. So she said, my rule for the pool is that you stay exactly as active as you were outside the pool. Um, so I literally did not stop moving. Like I just kept moving around. I'd I'd kind of stay in a position for a few minutes or maybe one or two contractions and then move again. Um, and so one thing that was really interesting was when we met her, when she came to our house for the first time, she saw our cat. We have a cat. She was like, oh, I love cats. And she's like, don't be surprised if he makes an appearance when you're just about to give birth. And we were like, what? So she was like, yeah. And then he came in. He went outside, he not, he wasn't like at the door saying, let me in. Gail let him in and he did a lap of the pool just as I transitioned. And it's so freaky, right? Um, Because it's in pictures and everything. It's mental. We have a picture of going through transition and there's the cat, like his little head is there. It's so funny. But anyway, uh, there you go. A bit of superstition for you. But um, 
Yeah, I remember getting into the pool and just being like, okay, okay. And another thing that I'd had, one of my neighbors had given birth at home and she runs a gym and the girls in her gym, some of them had had home births as well. And what they had done was they had made a banner of like affirmations, but each person had put added two to the, to the banner. Oh, gorgeous idea. So she passed it on to me having put oh, yes. and she, cause she, her home birth was like two weeks before mine. Um, so then I did my two and I had it all like up all around the room in front of me. So I was reading them. I have to say it was mad. There was times when I was going through a contraction, reading them, just being like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can do anything for a minute or whatever it was, you know, um, like me and my body together, me and my baby together are stronger and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then I in turn passed it on to somebody else when I gave them the pool. So that's such a nice idea. Yeah, it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Yeah. And it did really help. Like it's, you know, those those little things that really help you. Um, and it's funny because this time around, you know, in my head, I was like, we're going to have candles and it's going to be really romantic and everything. But it was July and it was really bright, you know, and like, so it's so different to what you imagine. Like it was just like just being home for the day with contractions thrown in. Do you know that way? It was, no. Um so then when we were in the pool, like the, the amazing thing with Liz and Gail was just, they didn't, and like when, when I say this, I mean, this is what they would say is that they didn't do anything, but them being there was all they needed to do. If you know what I mean? So like Liz was obviously checking with the mirror in the water to, to see kind of how far I've come and all that. Um, but other than that, they were just sitting quietly, taking notes and, you know, doing things, saying you're doing great, very gently, very quietly. Um, and it was so calm. So it was literally me and Chris. And eventually I remember sitting, I, I was lying like with my belly in the, in the water, holding Chris's hands. He was sitting in front of me and I was holding his hands and I was like, so like they were getting really intense. And really strong, like so much stronger than I remembered with Daisy. Um, and I remember at one point, like just tears coming down my face going, I can't do this anymore. I actually can't do this anymore. And there was gas and everything there, but I still felt like I wasn't close enough. So I was like, what if I ask for the gas now? And then like, it's not going to get me through, you know, the final stages that I really needed for. So I'll just wait until I'm at the final stages. So I was there and I was crying. I was like, I can't do this. And Chris was just like, of course you can. You're doing amazingly. You're, you're great. Like, you know, so close. And Liz kind of checked me and was like, there's the waters. So the waters again hadn't gone until just before she arrived. And she then was like, so here's her head. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? No, but I, I haven't, haven't had gas yet. <laughs> she was just like, you're fine. You're totally fine. And because uh, I was like, I think I said at one point, have I, am I at 10 centimeters yet? And she was like, I really hope so. And I was like, oh, thank God. So that was her head. And she was like, and I remember feeling everything which is with with Daisy obviously I didn't feel anything um and that I didn't push I didn't have to push with Daisy she just came out which sounds really like I didn't have to push it's not like that at all 
it can be quite shocking coming that way you know, yeah. when you don't feel it all that way and then so feeling her body move around me and me using my muscles to help her was incredible like I felt everything and she was so oh her her manner with me Liz's manner with me and Gail like they were just incredible Liz was just kind of guiding me through each push and saying very gently you know um none of the kind of like posh obviously coach pushing is just so not effective um yeah and then literally two pushes and she was out um Mm -hmm. And it was just, she, she kind of was born into the world. I, I was again in disbelief. Like I genuinely was like, really? Like, really? And she handed her to me and I pulled her out of the water and I was like, I cannot believe I've just done this. And like, I was in such shock that I think it took me a good, like three, maybe four minutes before I even like kissed Chris. I was like, you know, so blown away by what had just happened that I was like, oh my, I was in total and utter shock. Um, so yeah, they just handed me the baby. We kind of kissed and I was just standing there like on my knees, you know, like, like, oh my God. Um, so she was still attached to me, obviously. And we, I just lay in the pool with her for a little bit. Um, and they just put loads of towels on her and stuff. And, um, then I hopped out of the pool. Gail was laughing at me. She's like, seriously, like, like, just be careful, be gentle with yourself. You've just given birth. And I was like, I feel great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like we just sat on the, sat on the ground outside the pool, um, holding her. She kind of went on to the boob, no bother. And we just sat there in like, this is mental. I'm sitting on my kitchen floor. I've just given birth to my baby kind of thing. It was like, I can't believe this. Like, this is mad. So it was 10 to 7 when she was born. Um, and at, so what we had done with Daisy was our, my sister-in-law lives really close by. And she has three kids and Daisy gets on famously with them. Um, so she went to theirs for a sleepover. Um, okay. Had no idea. Um I think they did say it to her though the next day like they they brought her over first thing the next morning so um and she knew she was going to meet her baby sister um and that was like a whole other ball game but um the yes it was nice and that you guys had the time to just it was so special Cora and like as I said yeah wanted her to be there um for the whole thing but actually the way it worked out was so much better um because we yeah, like we got to sit and just relax until um, the placenta was born, until I delivered that. Um, so that was really elegant and gracious. It happened in the form of me holding Poppy with the cord attached to me, obviously, and uh, Liz holding like a plastic bowl under me as I walked to the bathroom and then she put the plastic bowl into the toilet. And then was like, just sit on the toilet, give a little push. And sure enough, there, there it was. And then, yeah, so then they let Chris cut the cord. And um, that was just lovely. Like, then he got to hold her. And um, it was just, yeah, we just had full on, like, just loads of time with her. And 
her on us and she basically was on between me and her me and Chris all the time um and yeah I mean everything was perfect in terms of she was absolutely fine um and she I remember Liz kind of saying to me okay look why don't we just go up for a shower um I'll bring you up Chris can hold a baby um just to and I was like no I'm grand and she was like well just in case Luciana I'm gonna just you know sit there with you I'll just take my notes I'll just be writing my notes and I was like okay so you know like again I felt like I could you know obviously all those hormones are just like pumping around and you're just like I could run a marathon right now you know you're um so yeah that was it it was just so lovely having a shower and then we kind of sat inside in the sitting room and made the calls to family and stuff like that and they like you know emptied the pool took down the pool cleared everything away made toast and tea for us um like just it was just incredible so how was the introduction then between poppy and daisy oh yeah so oh god it was amazing like she just i was hysterical bawling just like you know she just ran in and uh just threw her eye, like ran up sat up beside me like was you know, rubbing her and just being like, oh, I remember if we'd, I think we had named her at that stage because I think we wanted to have the name for Daisy. I think we had named her. Um, and yes, yeah, so she just was like besotted with her, totally. And still is. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, you can see how the kind of jealousy kicks in and stuff and it comes in waves. It's not like, do you know when people kind of say like, does she love her? And you're like, yeah, she does. But she also goes through phases of like, oh, you're taking my mom's attention all the time. Like, you know, <laughs> happen like, you know, at various different stages throughout their lives. But, um, but overall, you can see their bond and seeing them now, like it's just so special, you know, seeing them play together and mess with each other and, you know, it's just, it's so lovely. Um, but that was really emotional seeing her see Poppy for the first time um, was just mad. Um, but yeah, and then, so then we had like, we, we um, Liz back to the house then for seven days as well afterwards. And that was just so lovely and so reassuring. And um, again, it was a very easy transition. I'd no stitches, I'd no tears or anything again um yeah like I mean I was so so lucky I don't know um you like anything to do with labor you can't kind of you can never say if 100% is x y or z that caused no tears you just don't know do you know it could be body type it's um mad things like things that Liz were saying to me was because I'm hypermobile my skin can also be extra stretchy when you're hypermobile, like all like stuff like that, that you would just not even think of, you know, like, um, but again, like I said, with labor, you can't read, there's no, there's no real way of proving those things, you know, Um, but all, all you can kind of go by is what worked for you. And if it worked for you a second time, then, you know, you think, 
well, then that definitely works, but that's only for me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to share your story, you're more than welcome to. You can pop me an email to irelandsbirthstories at gmail.com or you can find me on the website with the Instagram page, which I will include on the details of this episode. I look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.